on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. A long, long time ago. I can see. Yeah. 1959 was a long time ago. Music used to make music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. But February made me shiver. That's now. Every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. Hmm. I couldn't take one more step. Delivering papers as a kid. I can't remember when the news I came across. When I read about his widowed bride. Buddy Holly. But something touched me deep inside the day. The music died. So that is Don McLean. The song American Pie was written in the 70s. It was about, well, his experience as a young man delivering papers when he learned about the plane crash. The plane crash in 1959 when uh, Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly were killed in a, a small aircraft near Clear Lake, Iowa. And, uh, yeah. Don McLean was inspired to write American Pie is the name of the song, The Day the Music Died. Uh, You know, this song, I remember when it came out, I was just a kid. I don't know the exact year, early 70s. And uh, I just remember thinking, you know, that's kind of a cool song. Got a good beat. It's interesting. Guy's got a good voice. I had no idea what the song was about. And I would say up until maybe uh, the 80s, when I was a disc jockey at a rock station, that I even start to really realize that this song was about the uh, death of those three music legends, Big Bopper, uh, Buddy Holly, and then a, a young heartthrob by the name of Richie Valens, who actually had to beg and swindle and, 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 and uh, plead to get on the airplane. That would ultimately end his life. Hmm. It helped last year. Last summer, got to go to the Buddy, the Buddy Holly story over at Tuacon. Uh, I remember going to the to the play, and uh, my wife's like, "What's this about? Who is this Buddy Holly guy?" And of course, you know, my wife is. It was a little before her time, and even even American Pie wasn't really. It was it was slightly before her time. She was born in '69, but uh, she uh, she said, well, "It's about this guy that used to sing, right? Whatever happened to him?" And I said, "Well, you don't know the story." And she's like, "No," and I said, "Well, I don't know if I if I should tell you." <laughs> I don't want to ruin the play because I hadn't seen the play yet. I didn't know how they were going to handle uh, what happened uh, with the plane crash and Buddy Holly and Big Bopper and, and Richie Valens. And she said, well, just tell me. So finally, anyway, before the play, I was able to explain to her what, you know, that that what happened to Buddy Holly and, and uh, those other two guys and and the, the other people that were on that airplane. And she's like, oh, so this is a sad story. I said, well, I don't know what the play is about. And I was pleasantly uh, surprised. The play was about 
all the time leading up to the plane crash. They didn't try to handle the plane crash or even really much in the aftermath, although they do show uh, Buddy Holly's uh, wife. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it handled it very well. It, instead of a, you know, a story, a play about the death of Buddy Holly, it was a play about the life of Buddy Holly and, uh, and uh, his... Uh, well, his uh, way of, of entering the music world is, you know, in Texas, you were a country singer uh, or you weren't anything. And, and uh, Buddy didn't want to be a country singer. And uh, so the way he was able to triumph and, and have a career, a sad ending, of course, to his life, way too young. Who knows what Buddy Holly may have created over the next few decades after American, you know, after uh, the uh, day the music died. We'll never know. But uh yeah, I, first of all, thank you, Don McLean, for making the American Pie song. And for whoever wrote the Buddy, Holly, Buddy the Buddy Holly story, uh, I think a lot of people learned a lot of things. I, and I was amazed, actually, after the play, at the end of the play. When, so the way they handled it, the stage went dark, and then a, a, a narrator came on and said, uh, it, you know, it led up right to the show the night before the plane crash and everything. And then the narrator came on with a darkened stage and, and announced what had happened. There was a big portion of the audience, and again, most of the audience was my age or older. There was a big portion of them that were shocked. There was a, an audible gasp in the audience. <gasps> oh, my gosh. He's, he died? And there was a plane crash? They, so apparently, a lot of people did not know what had happened. So anyway, I salute you. Uh, first of all, Don McLean, but more importantly, uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. It was on this date in 1959 that that plane went down and those uh, three music legends were uh, lost to us forever. Hi, I'm Andy Griffin. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Thank you for tuning in. It's Open Line Friday. If you want to call, you got something on your mind, I'd love to hear from you at 673-5890. If uh, you have uh, maybe you just want to text and bring something up but don't really want to talk on the air, that's okay. You can text me at 435 435- Four six seven five eight four two. I would uh, definitely love to hear from you. That would be, I think, really cool uh, if you called and were a part of the show. Uh, yesterday, I had on Chris Hart, who was the mayor of Ivan City. They did something unusual uh, in Ivan's over the uh, last few months. They put out a survey, and in the survey, uh, they they put out. Uh, a bunch of questions. I mean, it's a survey, you know, dozens of questions about their opinion on certain things. But they asked for, look, if you're going to return a survey, will you please uh, maybe put in a couple suggestions of either what you like about Ivan City, what you don't like about Ivan City, or if you have suggestions on what would make Ivan City better if there are things that you don't like. And uh, the number one, if you heard of these word clouds, this is really cool. So the the folks at Ivan's put together a word cloud. Now, what you do is you enter all the information from all the comments, and there were literally hundreds of actually hundred. I say hundreds. There was over there were over a hundred pages of comments. Not a hundred comments, a hundred pages of comments. You figure uh, with uh, what uh, thirty on a page, uh, maybe uh, some of them were a little bit longer. So maybe twenty-five on a page and a hundred plus pages, so more than maybe two thousand comments. Uh, but so they put all the words from all the comments into this program and it created a word uh, cloud 
And the number one word in the word cloud was water. That was the word that was used most often. And uh, that was uh, followed closely by the word stop. Now, it, it did away with words like the and 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 uh, but uh, words of substance, water, and then stop. Uh, overnight rentals was there. Traffic was part of it. Growth was part of it. Uh, a lot of the big concerns with uh, Ivan City. Now, I had the opportunity to, uh, and actually you do too, if you want to go to Ivans.com. It's not a .gov or org. It's Ivans.com. You want to go to Ivans.com. There are links right there. You can go right to the survey, read the results, read the survey itself. Uh, or And then there's a second PDF of uh, all the comments. And believe me, it needs its own PDF because it, it is really long. Uh, they had... 4,553 surveys mailed out, uh, and uh, over half, 52 point, I think 52 point something percent were returned uh, with, uh, and most, um, quite a few of those with comments. In fact, uh, let's see, 2,244 were returned, 72% of those uh, with comments. You say 72% of 2,244 would be something like 1,500 uh, comments. So I was a little high when I said 2,000, but that's a lot of comments. But uh, the kind of the point I'm trying to get to with uh, the survey, first of all, is ambitious. It was, a, it was a project driven by Mayor Hart. He wanted to know what people uh, thought, felt, needed, desired, and quite frankly, disliked about his town. Uh, and I think what, what happened and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, not for Mayor Hart. Uh, I think what happened, though, was he found out that you can't keep everyone happy. And people, in fact, the, I think the funny thing about a lot of the comments were they would contradict themselves. I have a story on 890kdxu.com if you want to look at it. Uh, with the, and it outlines, I think I put together about 100 comments, maybe 150, and uh, my comments to their comments. Uh, but some of them are like... I mean, in the same comment section, they contradict themselves. Uh, here's one. Uh, might make housing affordable. How is my son going to be able to afford $2,000 in rent? Uh, and in the same comment, I mean, like the next line, no more townhomes, no more high-density homes. Wait, what? So you want more affordable housing. Uh, you need somewhere for your son to live so he doesn't have to leave the area. But, uh, oh, by the way, we don't want townhomes or high-density uh, apartment buildings in our area. You see, you see what I think a lot of uh, politicians have to deal with is not only are, are citizens contradictory of each other, uh, sometimes they're contradictory of themselves. Uh, there was a great battle going on in the comments uh, for Ivan City about pickleball courts. It seems like maybe 60% of people that commented about pickleball wanted courts, and about 40% of people that commented about pickleball courts didn't want them. Again, you're, so say you're the mayor of this town, you're like, all right, uh, we're going to put some pickleball courts in, and you get this uh, whole bunch of people saying, yeah, all right, and, uh, and then there's a whole bunch more, almost as many that say, no, don't do it. Again, you're like, how do I, how do I make sense? How do I make this fit? Uh, to make one person happy and another not happy. Um, there was also uh, an interesting 
battle about the lighting in Ivan City. Now, Ivan's is officially certified as a dark night sky city, which means that uh, the lights they do have at night, they are, uh, they are uh, muted uh, and uh, they don't have as many street lights. They want to be a city where you can see the sky. Uh, there was a lot, there were a lot of people who were not happy about that. This town isn't safe. We need more street lights. We need more lighting. Uh, someone's going to get hurt. At the same time, there were a lot of people in support of the dark night, uh, certification. They, they like it dark. They like it to feel like they're still out in rural areas. Uh, just, just interesting to see the battle. Like I said, it, po- politicians have, uh, and, and I'm not excusing any politicians one way or the other, but they've got a tough job because what happens is they have to go and they have to decide the majority. I'm talking local politicians, the big, the, the you know, state, whatever. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about local politicians, like a city council or a mayor. They've got to decide what the city, the majority of the city wants, and if it's something like say pickleball and you got 60 40 four then you say all right i guess we're going to build some pickleball courts and and then okay well just like that you've alienated 40 percent of your population are you okay with that of course not you don't want to so so then you start to give concessions okay we're going to do pickleball ports courts but we need to move them they need to not be near houses they need to be out of way especially if they're going to have lights at night and and you know the plop of the uh, pickleball sounds uh and and so then you go okay well we got to have it away from houses where do we put it and by the way land is very valuable and uh and then if you get too far away then you've got all the pickleball people saying she should build courts for us but it's all the way over there or it's hard to get to or there's no parking or like i said there's uh, it's a tough job being a uh, local politician so uh, one person complained about air traffic over Ivan City. Now, there are no f- jets don't fly over Ivan's. If they do, they're 25 to 40,000 feet. You, you, don't, you don't hear them. You very rarely see them. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing whoever put this comment, no air traffic over Ivan City, I guess they're complaining about the life flight helicopters going out to Snow Canyon or something. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out. Why they would not? Why they would be upset about air traffic? I, I don't know. I, I guess this person is saying, "Hey, you know what? We don't need to rescue people. The heck with the heck with life flight. They're pesky." <laughs> I guess I don't know. Uh, interesting uh, argument uh, in Ivan's, but I, I think you know. I say it's Ivan's, but I think it reflects a lot of our communities. Uh, the, the battle uh, over whether to have more commercial or to have less commercial development. Some people want a, a Sam's Club or a Costco. Some people want a, a Trader Joe's or a, a you know Cheesecake Factory or, or something like that. But other people are like, no, we already have too much traffic. We can drive to St. George and get whatever commercial we need. Let's, let's not develop it anymore. Uh, the, the, again, we're talking about 1,500-plus surveys returned. And it seemed like it was pretty much split down the middle. One person wanted salons, spas, boutiques, a gym. That's, that sounds like commerce. That sounds like a strip mall to me. 
Another guy quoted Ronald Reagan in his comments. He said, we need you to stop meddling in everything uh, because, to quote Ronald Reagan, the most terrifying words in the English language are, quote, I'm from the government and I am here to help. That was some, I think that was my favorite comment of all the ones that were on there. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into some more of the comments and talk about what it is you want and don't want in southern Utah as the show continues. Let's go to the phone lines. Again, we'll try to keep our phone calls to three minutes or less. Uh, hey, uh, you're on with the Andy Griffin Show. What's up? Hi. I applaud uh, the Ivan's Mayor for seeking public input. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm... I have uh, I have something that really, truly, a majority of Southern Utahns really want, and that is a return to hand counting. I've been going door to door with my petitions for a return to hand counting this year in Southern Utah, and finding that well over eighty percent of the people um, want want a return to hand count. In fact, a National Rasmussen poll so shows eighty two percent of Republicans want it, fifty four percent of unaffiliated, forty nine percent of Democrats are all concerned about we're all concerned about cheating in our November 2022 elections. And I'm finding the same or higher percentages here in Southern Utah. And so that's why um, I'm encouraging people to go online, Southern Utahns for transparency.com and click take action. And there's an online petition where you can ask our County and city leaders to, to try hand counting uh, for the municipal elections this year, we did it in America for 200 years with success. Got results on elections at election night, and uh, we, you know, Europe has has most of Europe has gone back to hand counting. Canada, Israel, other countries, even a few counties and cities in America have have switched back recently. And I don't know um, if you watched the uh, Arizona Senate uh, hearings uh, the last two Mondays. They've been they've been televising or not televising, but Online, you can watch their Senate hearings on um, some of the problems they had with their November election. And there was a really interesting hour on signature verification. Um, I encourage people to, to go look at all the problems they had with signature, signature verification in their election. And they don't even do they don't even most of the, they don't even do nearly as much uh, mail in voting as as Utah does. We're we were we're like around 97 percent. Um, and they're much, much um, lower than that. Um, and I've been interested to watch what kind of bills are coming before the Utah State Legislature. I've, I'm almost done reading through all of them, and really none of them address the the problems that that we need to fix in our elections. Um, the, the the Utah State um, the, the OLAG office that uh, the the Legislative Auditor General did an audit of Utah's election system last year. It's published on their website, olag.utah.gov. Um, it was published December 13th. It's, it's over 80 pages of flaws they found in our elections. And um, the biggest one, to me, is uh, buried on page 51. It says, Utah's current ballot audit does not provide a direct confirmation that the candidates with the most vote ones our post-election audit lacks the ability to validate election results and does not confirm that the candidates with the most votes won the election. This is a bombshell, and I watched. Um, I watched them Wait, present Wendy, in the Utah State Legislature. I, I got to cut you off. Your your three minutes are up, and we got got to give other people an opportunity to speak. I'm I'm curious. You know, when he talks about. Uh, 80 something percent of people want it to go back to a hand count. Is that 
is that true out there? Do you, uh, you know, the, the thing that, that scares me, all right, basically what the what Wendy's saying, other people are saying is, is we can't trust machines, right? That you can't trust the machines. Well, guess what? Our whole lives are machines now. This mixing board I'm using is a machine. The two computers I'm looking at, actually three computers here I have access to, are all machines. The vehicle I drive is a machine. Everything we do it relies on artificial intelligence and relies on machines. And so uh, when, when Wendy says or whoever says, look, you can't trust the machines, uh, then you start challenging our very way of life. And and I don't I don't know that I'm I'm ready to go there. I, I she says eighty percent of people say we need to go back to hand count. Really? How come I don't know any of those people? Who 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 are the eighty uh, percent? I I don't I don't know eighty eighty percent of my friends don't aren't saying we need to go back to a hand count. Uh, are we only going to people we know are going to answer the way we want? Or is the question framed to such that I mean you can ask a question and Wendy knows this being a statistics. Uh, a guru that you can ask a question the way it's asked will get you the answer you want. If the question is, uh, you know, surveys have shown that there have been inaccuracies in computer counting. Would you be, uh, would you be willing to change to a hand count? Of course they're going to say, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. If the machines are screwing up, then of course I'm willing to switch. Uh, and that, that's the nature of statistics is you can turn them. You can ask the way, that you ask uh, to get the answer that you want. Um, I, I don't, she's, she's trying to sell me on this. I, I don't, I'm not buying it yet. And I didn't major in statistics at BYU. I majored in journalism, but I took statistics. And I, I think that uh, this is, to me, it's a tempest in a teapot. I, I don't, I, I don't think in Utah, in Washington County, Utah, it's a big problem. Maybe it is in Arizona. Maybe it is in Georgia or Wisconsin or some of those places. I don't think it's a problem right here. It's 930 on KDXU. Let's check weather, and we'll take more of your phone calls when we come back. Again, the phone line, if you want to be a part of the show, is 673-5890. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you have a comment on how you feel about the city that you live in, uh, what it needs or what it needs to stop doing. Uh, give me a call, 673-5890. If you want to text, text me at 435-467-5842. St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Hey, welcome back. 935. Good morning to you. Hope you've got a cool weekend planned. I don't know. You don't have to go anywhere to have a cool weekend planned either. You can stay home, sleep in, whatever you want. All right, got some texts. Let's see. Uh, oh, somebody wanted to know about State of the City Address. Yeah, that is coming up. It's Tuesday. That's next Tuesday. The State of the City Address will take place uh, at the Dixie Center at 3 o'clock. Again, it is the Mayor's State of the City Address set for sept- uh, Feb- February 7th, not September. I don't know where that came from. February 7th at 3 p.m. at the Dixie Center. And it is uh, not a coincidence that is also the Travel Expo going on at the same location at this, on the same day uh, in another room. So basically you can go... Uh, 
before if you want or after if you want to look at what's happening with the travel. They had a really great display about the milepost 11, the exit that's going, coming in on Washington in Washington City in last year's Travel Expo uh, with folks there to answer questions and kind of explain everything to you. It's not going to be your traditional cloverleaf exit on exit 11. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, and uh, I, I would attempt to explain it here, but I would butcher it. So just go to the Travel Expo. It's next Tuesday, Tuesday, February 7th. Uh, and then uh, the Mayor, Michelle Randall, will be speaking uh, with the State of the City Address. That'll be in there, kind of, you know, that central, that, that big glass uh, auditorium in the middle of the yeah, Dixie Center. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, head on over there Tuesday. And uh, if you see me, come and say hi. And uh, you can... Uh, Right, buy me a piece of cake. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, other texts. We've got a lot of texts here. Uh, some people, the, the same people that don't want gr- growth complain about the lack of things to do and places to go. That's uh, pretty correct on that one. A lot of people saying, oh, too much growth, too much traffic. Oh, but can we get a Sam's Club or uh, can we get a, uh, I don't know, Trader Joe's or whatever? All right, uh, let's see, uh, another text, uh, yes for hand count, all right, so there's one, uh, people cheat, lie, pull the wool over your eyes, hmm. okay, uh, Ivan's needs to combine with Santa Clara completely, hmm. I know there are a lot of Ivan's folks that don't agree with that, uh, See, another comment about the caller. I think she just reads what she wrote until you cut her off. Good job, Andy. Thank you. Uh, if she were to call in once, it seemed like every chance she gets, it's, it's uh, like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I Get rid of the machines. Uh, one day vote with limited absentee ballots available, you know, like it was 10 years ago and basically the 200 years before that. Okay. Uh, let's see, affordable housing, we need it everywhere in southern Utah. Large affordable housing complexes eventually become like slums. Suggestion creates small affordable housing developments interspersed within the community. Nothing over two or three stories, one to two bedroom, one bath duplexes with one to two parking spaces, a stackable washer dryer or central coin operated laundry. Young couples and seniors are right now are out of luck here. Okay, I like, you know, here's someone, this is from Jan, here's someone who says, you know, I do recognize a problem, and uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and propose a solution. I don't know if that is the right answer. Uh, we had Coach uh, Coach Mayor Hart yesterday say, you know, right now, manufactured homes, whether it be a trailer or a double wide or whatever you want to call them, those actually seem like a pretty good answer for uh, not being able to afford a house. If you can buy a little piece of land and you can get a house, a I hate to call them double wides. It's actually a manufactured home. If you can get a manufactured home for, say, a hundred thousand dollars, and the land another maybe hundred thousand, uh, you're looking at two hundred thousand dollars for a decent house versus a you know right now that same size of stick built they call them house is going to cost you four. Doesn't seem like too bad of an idea, but oh, I'll tell you what: as soon as you say the word. Uh, manufactured or trailer trailer house, people freak out. 
people freak out. Okay, uh, other texts. And actually, let's go to the phone line first, and then we'll get to the rest of the text. Hey, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. We were talking about the voting and comments that you made that machines are, are a part of our lives, and that's the main way to go. I don't think that you've been educated too much about all of the concern about machines, but <laughs> Representative Phil Lyman, look him up. He's in the legis- state legislature. He's got a bill out, HB 155, mm-hmm. and another one. A- and there's another one, HB 171. It's to do with elections. And contacting him, look him up, and let him chat with you, because machines doesn't mean that everything's okay. It's where the machines come from and what the machines can do. And knowing that makes you really worried. And this is on both sides. It has nothing to do with one side or the other. These machines are Dominion machines. They started in Venezuela. They are not American-made. There's no controls over them. And, yes, they can be hacked by Internet, where there are little 14-year-old and 15-year-olds in testing have gone and looked at the machines, and they hacked into them within three to five minutes. How can they be hacked when they're not connected to the Internet? If they are connected to the they're, Internet. They're, no, 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 now you're, you're, you're telling, you're, you just told me right now that Adam Snow, our county commissioner, is a liar because he says they are not connected to the Internet. Do I believe him or do I believe you? I just ask you, talk to Phil Lyman with the, with the um, state representative and listen to him. Okay. And do some more homework. Um, Adam Snow is not the end all of I, all. I don't. I don't appreciate. You know what? This is my show. And if you're going to get on here and say do your homework, you're stupid. I don't. I don't need to take that. I don't need to listen to to you or Wendy or anybody else say that. Uh, I just, like I said, it, it, it bothers me uh, when you all come on and you say the the system is screwed up and the our leaders are stupid and they don't know what they're doing and you don't do your homework. Uh, you're wrong. Why? Why? Why is your theory? better than my theory. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I say we rely on machines for everything that we do in life, you, you, you're challenging our very existence if you say that machines aren't going to work. I don't think our county, you know, the, the commissioners have told me and the county auditor have said, no, our machines are not Dominion machines. They did not come from Venezuela and they are not connected to the internet. And I've, they, they haven't lied to me yet. These particular people. I'm not saying some politicians don't lie. In fact, there are a lot of politicians who lie. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think that these, these particular leaders in our community are lying. Why, why, why believe you before them? I don't know you. All right, let's see. Uh, Amen to the last caller who mentions the Dominion machines. Kudos to Phil Lyman. Hmm. All right. It's uh, 943 uh, KDXU. I just, you know, the vote is important because if we vote and, and we feel like our vote is put aside or not counted or stolen, then, you know, our way, our, our, our very democracy is, is at stake here. But, gosh, you know, there are conspiracy theorists that believe everything along the way. And, and they're saying, look, everything that you've done is not true. And I'm not there yet. I haven't arrived at that point. And, uh, you know, for you guys to, to, to call on and say, well, you haven't done your homework. You don't know what you're talking about. 
Really? And you do? Because you found a, a website and some state representative who you believe that makes you smarter than me because you did your homework because you read the website. I read some of your websites. I still don't believe it. Hey, welcome back. 947 on KDXU. Interesting with this uh, more, most recent exchange. I've gotten a whole bunch of texts and they are right down the middle. About half of the people saying, hey, you need to listen to them. You are not educated enough and you're not listening to their opinions. And the other half are saying, yeah, go get them, Andy. They, you know, (laughs) you're doing the right thing and uh, the heck with it. So, all right, let's let's go to the phone lines. Dare I? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, you're on. What's up? Hey, hopefully this is me. Um, what I would like is a little bit more accountability. I live in a rural part of the county. We actually live up in Brookside. So we've been doing mail-in ballots for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so now. What I would like to see if they would give me like a PIN number on my ballot, and then after it's submitted, I could go to a website and just verify that they recorded exactly the way I voted. That, I think, would at least satisfy my uh, my ability to see that I, that my vote was counted. That makes sense. Uh, it does. And you know what? I like the idea that instead of complaining on one side or the other, you're saying, hey, here's an idea that might actually help things. I appreciate that. That's a good uh, That's a good call. No problem at all. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, thanks. thanks for all you do for us. All right. See you later. Let's go uh, to line three. Line hey, three. what's hey. up this morning? Yeah, good morning. Morning. You know, Andy, uh, you seem to be a little... Uh, a little sensitive about this whole issue. Uh, I have a suggestion. Why don't we have Wendy and Adam Snow come on the show on a Friday, perhaps, or whenever you can arrange it? And why don't we have an open discussion, a debate about the facts? Clearly, you're not an expert, and I think you would acknowledge that. Uh, Wendy uh, clearly has information about this, and you question the validity of that. Okay, why don't we have Adam and Wendy on, and let's uh, let's air this out and find out who really has their facts and who doesn't. I, I I don't think that's a bad idea. I will say this: Wendy called while Adam was on last time he was on, and uh, they basically had to agree to disagree. Is what it ended up being. He thinks you know that everything's okay, and she thinks everything's not. So right. Well, somewhere in the middle is actually the truth because let's face it: Adam Snow. Do you know his background? A little bit, yeah. Do you know well, something I don't know? Not, he's he's certainly not an election uh, expert, and he doesn't have the same kind of background. And I know Wendy. I know her background. And, you know, she's put a lot of effort into this. Obviously, she's very passionate about it. And you really just, you know, you, you, I know you've given her what you think is plenty of time to talk about it. And she has. But, you know, even when the second lady called and was talking about Phil Lyman, Andy, you laughed, you know, when she started to talk about this issue. I don't think you take it nearly seriously enough, and maybe others are are too passionate about it. But, you know, this is a real issue for us. If our elections aren't honest and true, then we no longer have a republic. And by the way, you mentioned our democracy. Andy, we're not a democracy. This is a republic, and a republic is a government of laws, not of men and their opinions. And, you know, clearly, if 
if you don't understand that basic premise, which, by the way, you're not alone. Most Americans think we're a democracy. But when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, we don't say, and to the democracy for which it stands, we say to the republic. And that means something. And if we're going to start thinking that, uh, you know, we're a democracy, then, then it's all lost because a democracy is mob rule. It's by, uh, like you were talking about with Ivan's. I don't really care if the majority of people want anything. That's not how a government runs. What if the majority of people wanted to uh, uh, start discriminating against people with blue eyes? They could no longer buy uh, groceries. If the majority of people wanted that, are we going to do it? Of course not. We have laws and we have a republic, and if we don't start following those, we're going to wind up like every other democracy because they've all failed. I, I think so, I, I think you are you know you're getting hung up in the word that I use democracy. I know it's a de- democratic republic. I think everyone knows no, it's, it's a, de- a democratic it's not republic. A democratic republic. It is not a democratic republic. Read the Constitution. We are guaranteed a republican form of government. The Constitution does not ever mention the word democracy. Our state constitution does not mention the word democracy. We are not a democratic republic. We are a republic, a constitutional republic. And every time you add democracy into that, what you're really saying is we rule by mob rule. The majority of people decide. And that's not the government we have. All right. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 952 on KDX. You did want to spend just a minute on, well, Sam's Club. Uh, when I was back in the in the 90s, I had a vending machine business. I, owned, I don't know. I think it was like 10 machines. It wasn't a big business. I wasn't getting rich off it. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, I used to have to go to Vegas. This was before Costco was open uh, here in town. Yeah, I used to have to go to Vegas, and we would hit Costco and Sam's Club, and sometimes a third store, and 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 to supply our business. Uh, and then right around 2000, word came down they were building a Costco, and uh, we were going to have a Costco here in town. Now I used to have to go to both Costco and Sam's Club because uh, they didn't have at Costco or at Sam's Club they didn't have all of what I needed so uh, for my business, so I had to go to both. Uh, but when I had when I heard that Sam's Club was also negotiating uh, some property here in Southern Utah, here in Washington County, to build a Sam's Club, I was I was pretty excited because I'm like, all right, no more trips to Las Vegas. This is a good thing. Well, unfortunately, uh, they, not fortunate. Fortunately, they did build a Costco, but uh, talks broke down on negotiations on trying to get the Sam's Club where they wanted to be. I had heard, I don't know if this is completely true, but I had heard that uh, they were going to put it where the currently where Kohl's is now, uh, before Kohl's had built. But uh, again, it broke down. Well, Costco just made the announcement the other day that they are going to open sixty new stores. Excuse me, thirty new stores. I, 30 new stores in the United States, and uh, they had only announced the location of the first one, which was in uh, Florida. And so I was like, hmm, maybe, just maybe we're finally going to see that Sam's Club in St. George. If you've been to Costco here in town, you know it's always busy. I mean, it is. Uh, good luck finding a parking spot anywhere close, right? Always busy. Uh, so I think it's time we get a Sam's Club. Now, I have no say in the matter. I they're not going to listen to some silly radio guy in uh, St. George, Utah. But I can tell you, I, I if they are smart, they know, they should know, they're going to make some money 
by building a uh, Sam's Club here in southern Utah. I don't own a vending machine anymore, a vending machine business anymore, so I don't have really a financially vested interest in it. I just think it makes sense uh, to build a Sam's Club here in town. By the way, uh, for Sam's Club's uh, part, they said, we've seen remarkable growth over the past few few years with a record number of members, and we're excited to bring the experience of Sam's Club to even more markets as we expand our uh, as we expand our uh, blueprint. Um, And a Bunch of, boy, a bunch of new texts. Wow, I'm telling you, my phone is going to blow up with all the with all the texts that I'm getting today. Uh, I'm not going to have time to read them all, but I will pick a couple of them. Uh, I'm for in-person voting when possible. You are right; the counting machines are not connected to the internet. I am for in-person voting because if you overmark your ballot or vote for too many people, etc., you can get another ballot and start over. This is up to each county as to what kind of machine they buy. So if they use uh, facts about what machines they buy. Ours are not Dominion. Uh, Jeanette says, I heard Walmart in Bloomington owns the lot next to them. Ooh, will that be where Sam's Club is? Of course, Walmart, Sam's Club, oh, same owners. Uh, let's see. I agree with Steve. Level-headed discussion. More people in your audience probably agree than you would think. We just don't take time to challenge you. You are doing a good job, but on this issue, you haven't seemed open enough. Uh you know, as far as that's concerned, I, uh, here's here's when you say I'm not I, I I haven't appeared open-minded enough. I took the links that these people have sent me, and I've gone and I've read the websites and I've read their uh, supposed uh, personal experiences, and I just I haven't found any of them to be uh, to ring true to be. Uh, completely valid it, it it doesn't seem to to fit in in my mind it, it, it and so i'm not i'm not closed-minded i'm simply saying look i mean this is what we urge you to do on this show all the time go out there do your research read up decide what rings true to you isn't that i mean you can find no matter what opinion you have on anything you could say uh Fish really can breathe air, right? Not water. You can find an opinion out there. You, can, you know that 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 the grass is really purple if you you know if your pigment is correct or your your sensors are correct in your iris. Like I said, you can you can find an opinion uh, on anything. I've done research. I've read what. Uh, they've they, they've read the links what they say and I've done my own research and, and searches and, and reading websites and I just I don't agree that uh, our elections in Washington County are corrupt or wrong. Uh, all right, uh, we man we've used up the hour. Doggone it, out of time. It's nine fifty eight, almost nine fifty nine on KDXU again. Thanks for those that have called into the show. Uh, I uh, am not. Uh, I, I do not mock you. I, I think you're entitled to your opinion, and I, I love that you have passion. Uh, I also love that, you know, people will, will study things out and decide for themselves what is, what is truth. That's what it's all about. What is truth? And if you can figure out what truth is, what rings true for you, that's really ultimately what matters the most. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can arrive at a point where we can... Uh, we can compromise. Uh, 
I don't think, I said this many times, and I'll say it again. I find, I find, I have found it a good way in life to trust someone until they give me a reason not to trust them. And some of you say that's a terrible philosophy. People are going to lie and use and abuse you. Maybe so, but it's worked for me. I don't mind being a nice guy and believing things until I found a reason not to believe them. And I found no reason to disbelieve our county commissioners. And I'm going to stick by that, at least for now. Thanks for listening today. We will be back Monday. Got a cool author on on Monday. Talk to you then.